When facing a family law matter, it can feel like an overwhelming and never-ending court process. It's vital to know that things will look better on the other side if you hire legal counsel with the skill and compassion to help. It's Stangy Law Firm. We represent clients in difficult family law matters every day. Visit FamilyLawRepresentation.com to schedule your consultation. That's FamilyLawRepresentation.com. Stangy Law Firm, here to help you rebuild your life. Stangy Law Firm has an office in Wichita. Kirk Stangy, 120 South Central Avenue, Suite 450 Clayton, Missouri. Grogu. Like, you knew we were going to get more Grogu in 2023. I know, I miss him. And you don't know. We might. We might get more Grogu in 2024. <laughs> but um, I hope so. What's up, everyone, and welcome to the weekly Q&A. This Q&A, we're going to be talking all about what's coming in 2024. So for our first question, uh, Zacharias asks, what Star Wars thing we're looking forward to the most next year? That's the big question. Um, there's a, a lot coming, but I think for me, far and away, what I'm most excited to see is the Acolyte. Same. I mean, I'm looking at the notes that you had you had down. There are other things I want to discuss, but a couple other things. But the acolyte is just—it's so different from anything we've gotten so far. It's—it seems so new, and I'm—I'm I'm just hoping that it surprises everyone. This is the first live-action project that is going to take place outside of the Skywalker saga. We've never had anything like this before. Plenty of video games and books and comics have taken place in the Old Republic or outside of uh, episodes one through nine. Mm -hmm. But this to me is a big, big deal. To yeah. And I think it's going to be a test for uh, the less invested audience that, you know, Star Wars to them is just like the Skywalker saga and mm -hmm. all of those series that are held within it. So... I'm really interested to see how people respond to it. It's like, this is just a big expansion of Star Wars. And the fact that it's also in the High Republic, which is an era that I really, really love, uh, makes it even more special. Yeah. Being a High Republic fan, that'll get you excited just for that fact. Um, but also, like, the show looks very Jedi-heavy. Yeah. And, you know, as far as we know, there will be no familiar faces Really, there there are a handful of possibilities. Well, except for Vernestra. Uh, that's true. Uh, we're going to talk about kind of connections uh, okay. in a little bit, but you know, there's always Yoda, Yaddle, Terrasinube, Apparensis, plenty of mm -hmm. old Jedi masters that could pop up. Um, but yeah, for the most part, I think this cast is going to be new faces to get to know. Uh, it, I, I hope that it'll feel like reading The High Republic, where it's like, man, this feels fresh and new, but still familiar enough. Mm -hmm. It's It looked very, you know, Crouching Tiger, Hidden Dragon meets Star Wars. So, like, explaining it like that already got so many people invested and excited for the show. And plus, like, there's a lot of new names coming to it, and a lot of new actors to Star Wars that I'm really excited to see. The, yeah, mentioning like the the kung fu element, the martial arts side of it. Uh, if you liked Ezra fighting with the Force, like what we saw from the Acolyte at Star Wars Celebration, uh, was that enhanced? Like I I so dug how they did fighting with the Force in that. Mm -hmm. uh, uh, the other two, did you want to move on? Yeah, the other two you have down, uh, I would agree with Bad Batch and Outlaws. 
I, let's go with the Bad Batch next, just to stick with streaming. Uh, but yeah, we're big fans of the show. The first two seasons, I think, are great. Uh, the way that they left season two was shocking to me, and I, I can't wait to see the big finale. I'm I'm sad that it's the final season, but it's also one of those things that I'm glad that they have always known where this story is headed. This is the ending that they wanted. Mm-hmm. So I'm excited to see how it concludes. Yeah, I think it adds another level of excitement knowing that this is the final season and that they're going to hopefully wrap up the storyline as best they can. And yeah, I'm I'm just excited to see what's going on at Mount Tantus, to see Omega and Crosshair working together there. Uh what what happened to tech? We don't know. <laughs> uh, there's still hope. The series does a great job of, first of all, I enjoy all of the characters. Just on that alone, it succeeds. But then it also fills you in on some larger Star Wars things that we've been wondering for a while, like the Zillow Beast or what happened to the clones after the Clone Wars. And yeah, we have Mount Tantus and that strange clone trooper from the middle of season two that is still a dangling story thread. So I think there's a lot more to explore on the larger Star Wars things, like things I'll put in the canon timeline video, Mm -hmm. but it's all wrapped in like this very personal family story. Yeah. And then Outlaws, like we're we're getting a new Star Wars video game. Uh, it, It looks great. I'm personally not huge on open world games like this, but... If there's something that's going to really pull me into it, it's Star Wars. <laughs> yeah. I've never really played an, a, a true open world game, I don't think. But I'm getting a little bit more into video games. Like, they're starting to really excite me a lot more than they used to. I really liked the Star Wars Jedi games. And I'm excited to have another Star Wars game to play that isn't part of that universe. As much as I love it, and I know you love it. I'm excited to just get something different. Survivor had like elements of open world to it, uh, but this is a lot more, you know, freedom to explore every location that you land on. You can go to all these different planets throughout the galaxy. Uh, It's just very exciting. And I I more think of like Red Dead Redemption, uh, Grand Theft Auto, a lot of those games, like I start them and I get a little bit into the story and it just peters off for me. Not because they're uh, not amazing games. It's just something about it. It's it's almost overwhelming. Mm-hmm. <laughs> That's happened to me with like the Fallout games and Skyrim and stuff like that. So I I, I think that this one is going to pull me in all the way. Fingers I mean, yeah, crossed. The, the fact that it's open world and there's so much stuff that you can explore. Plus, there's a, a canon story element to it is is just really cool plus sexy droid (laughs) sexy droid right i i do think that this potentially could be a gateway for me to really take the time to understand open world games a little more and there's stuff like breath of the wild tears of the kingdom played and loved those uh but something about this one feels more in line with red dead redemption to me Mm -hmm. but i just hope it's not like throwing too much at me too fast yeah it's more about me as a gamer and the kinds of things that I want to experience that I feel like has kept me on the outside of open world games. Mm. But I'm hoping to to take my first steps into a larger world. Hey. I just thought of that. <laughs> <laughs> I'm uh, interested to see how I do with 
trying to not avoid the attention of the Empire. Because, like, that's a an element of the game is, like, kind of like GTA. The the more stars you get, the, the, the like, helicopters will start coming right. after you and stuff. So I tend to play video games fairly chaotically. So <laughs> I hope that that isn't too hard for me. To build off that last question, Zacharias also asked how much we think the Acolyte will tie into the books and if Vernestra will use her light whip. So yeah, you already mentioned that Vernestra Rowe is going to be in this series. Uh, so let's start with that part of the question. Yeah, I'm going to go ahead and make that guess that the light whip is going to appear. It's got to be. You don't you don't have Vernestra in there and not include her super cool, unique, awesome pink or is it purple 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 lightsaber that can also be a whip and it just seems to you know make sense on the marketing side of things you know one of the first things we saw for the force awakens trailer was kylo ren's new lightsaber one of the first things we saw for the phantom menace was darth maul's new double-bladed lightsaber even though that had existed in comics before it was the first time most people saw one and so even though we know about the light whip seeing it on screen if it's in the trailer, I think it's going to catch people's attention. Mm -hmm. A lot of people are probably going to react to it like they did with Kylo Ren's lightsaber and dislike it at first. But mm -hmm. light whips have been in Star Wars for a long, long time. So I, I'm looking forward to potentially seeing it on screen. As for will it tie into the books and comics heavily, I'm not really expecting that. I think obviously when Leslie Headland can... And it makes sense she will make those connections, like Vernestra. Mm -hmm. But I, I think that she had a story and a vision in mind before she ever even knew about the High Republic. So I think we're going to have that first and foremost. And then occasionally something will happen. Yeah, I I don't really think it's going to tie in that much. Um, because it is towards the end of the era, the the era of the High Republic, right? I think it's like 150-ish years uh, after the books. So, I mean, I think it'll tie in closer to the prequel era with it just being on the cusp of that. And, and that's kind of what Leslie said, is that she wanted to tell the story of how the Jedi transformed into what we saw in the Phantom Menace and how they got to this point where the Sith could infiltrate the senate and mess with them mm -hmm. uh so i think that's the story first and foremost and if it makes sense to bring in briaga or other characters i mean we, uh, did we see already we already know there's a wookie jedi the wookie jedi with the great like high pony <laughs> situation so uh, yeah I, i'm not expecting it to be like building off of the books and comics, but I do think we'll have some fun surprises along the way. Andy Duggan wants to know if we're feeling more or less optimistic going into 2024 over 2023. I, I think it's pretty close to even, but I, I think I'll lean slightly more optimistic going into 2024 mm -hmm. uh, because I, like, I keep bringing up the Acolyte, but that has like a huge level of excitement for me. Uh, we, we've also started phase three of the High Republic, which I, I'm already really into, and I'm more into it than I was phase two. So that's got me more hyped. The other books that have been announced, like uh, the Light of the Force, the, the John Jackson Miller book and the Mace Windu book, mm -hmm. I'm excited about those. 
yeah. got Star Wars Outlaws. So like video games are basically on a level playing field. But <laughs> yeah, um, I, I'm also, I think, more optimistic going into the new year than I was for 2023. And again, I think it's just all of the new stuff that we're getting. Acolyte, Skeleton Crew, we're probably going to get some new Tales of the Jedi stories. So as much as I loved the content from this year, a lot of it was kind of predictable or, you know, like a we, lot we of the same what stuff. what to expect. Yeah, a lot, of, a lot of characters we've seen a lot of before. So yeah, I'm, I'm excited for just all the new stuff I'm coming next year. I'm kind of surprised to hear you say that since... Grogu like you knew we were going to get more Grogu in 2023 I know I miss him and you don't know we might we might get more Grogu in 2024 <laughs> but I hope so but I, I'm with you in that new stuff is always going to excite me expanding Star Wars it's like yeah I absolutely want to keep watching the Mandalorian season four when it comes out I'll be excited for it skeleton crew is part of the Mandoverse but with a bunch of new characters and like tenuous connections. If so, they like, don't that's... put Grogu and Skeleton Crew, I mean, like that seems like a a big opportunity missed. <laughs> that, but then everyone's gonna do the same thing they did with Book of Boba Fett. It's like, oh, they're just gonna kick in the door and take over he's the a, show. He's a little kid. <laughs> there are little kids on that show. It makes sense. Ice Phoenix asks if the Bad Batch or Tales of the Jedi will set up the next big animated series. I'm not expecting it there's certainly a possibility because we had the clone wars which very directly set up the bad batch um but you know we have no idea what the next big animated series will be uh but i i think that it's going to be more focused the bad batch at least is going to be more focused on telling its story and probably kind of concluding the story of a lot of the clone troopers yeah i have no idea where they'll go after that but I, I guess, you know, there's a chance that whatever they do in an animated show could connect back to Mount Tantus. Yeah. I I kind of don't think either of these will, because like you said, Bad Batch is, is ending and wrapping up its story pretty neatly, I would assume, hopefully. Uh, and then Tales of the Jedi, it's like kind of focused more on these vignettes of, of the different Jedi characters so I don't know that that would tie into a series unless they did one on like Luke and Ben and that led to uh, a Luke Luke's Jedi Academy kind of animated sure. series situation so I don't know like I, I don't necessarily think either of these will like send us into a brand new animated show I agree but I, I would love it if we did a, a Ben and Luke animated series or a Luke and Leia and Laura Santeca or any of that, like Luke doing Jedi stuff shortly after Return of the Jedi would be awesome. And Leia doing Jedi stuff. Yeah, all, everyone doing Jedi stuff. <laughs> Han's even trying to do Jedi stuff. <laughs> Say hello to a stressless holiday season with the help of HelloFresh. Skip the grocery store and save time with easy, tasty recipes delivered to your door. And did you know HelloFresh does more than just dinners? From easy breakfasts to start your morning off right, to 10-minute lunches or satisfying snacks both adults and kids will love, HelloFresh has tasty choices for every mealtime occasion. And the best part? No grocery trip required. 
As YouTubers, Molly and I have a crazy and often unpredictable schedule, and the holidays are no different. That's where HelloFresh's 15-minute meals come in. These quick fixes help you get a wholesome meal on the table in less time than it takes to get delivery. HelloFresh has made it so much easier for Molly and I to enjoy cooking healthy meals together every night. We just choose from over 40 recipes every week to fit our tastes, so we're always trying new things. We've stepped up our cooking and tried all kinds of dishes we wouldn't have without HelloFresh. It not only saves us time, but also money. HelloFresh is cheaper than grocery shopping and 25% less expensive than takeout. That means less stress in your day and more money back in your pocket. Go to HelloFresh.com slash StarWarsFree and use code StarWarsFree for free breakfast for life. One breakfast item per box while subscription is active. That's free breakfast for life at HelloFresh.com slash StarWarsFree with code StarWarsFree. Charlie Hodgman wants to know where the Star Wars comics will go when they catch up to Return of the Jedi. So this is interesting because I do think we are ending the time period between The Empire Strikes Back and Return of the Jedi. Uh, we've done four comic crossover events. Dr. Afra and Bounty Hunters are both ending soon. Uh, we don't know about Darth Vader or Star Wars, but I think we know they have issues up until April. And then at that point, they might end. Like, And, and then we would have to go somewhere new. So what do you think? Uh, <laughs> I would love to see them go into the sequel trilogy. I want to see comics comics for those characters and like it may, it would make sense to kind of build up some hype going into a new ray movie that's true uh yeah i had not considered that that we are going to start building towards the new jedi order film um i kind of thought of two possibilities i think the most likely scenario is they just move into post return of the jedi uh that just makes sense the way that things have gone. Uh, and then Star Wars Revelations, the one-shot comic that kind of provides hints towards what's to come. Uh, they did a story about Dr. Aphra uh, or a bounty hunter that is about to start hunting Dr. Aphra. And it definitely seemed like that would last more than one issue. So if the Dr. Aphra series is ending, it kind of makes sense that it would get rebooted again and continue on post Return of the Jedi. Mm. So Dr. Aphra, Bounty Hunters, and Star Wars could all reboot, keep going. It'd be hard to do that with Darth Vader, <laughs> uh, <laughs> unless they, they did like an Anakin Force Ghost series, but mm. that would be strange. I also do think it's interesting, this is my other option, that there are a lot of stories surrounding the prequel eras uh, especially the Phantom Menace. It's going to be the 20th, oh, yeah. 25th anniversary of the movie. That's a good point. We've yeah. got a Jango Fett comic, a Mace Windu comic, a Mace Windu book, the Jedi Council book, and the com or the the stories in between episodes one and two are few and far between. So I think it would be really cool to get like an Obi Wan Anakin in their early days. Yeah. Or Padme, yeah, could get Padme and the Handmaidens. I would love to see like a comic. And I think there's them. potential there too because the Darth Vader series has used uh, Sabe and the Handmaidens quite a bit. Yeah, so they're already like an established presence in the comics. So if we got a couple ongoing series in between episodes one and two, I think that would be great. Mm -hmm. Give us a Yaddle comic. <laughs> Come on. Well, now we know that she's not alive at that point. 
so we need to go back we need a pre-episode one yaddle comic yeah you just made me sad i'm sorry I also think it would be really cool if we ended up getting a Balin and Shin comic. Sure. A lot of people have asked us, you know, where might we see Balin pop up again, comics, books, whatever, uh, just to get a little closer look at where they've come from. A prequel five arc or five issue miniseries for them or a book. Yeah. Either of those would be exciting just to get a little more insight into their relationship. Also, more Night Sister content, I feel like, is a possibility. Now that they have such a big role in Ahsoka, I could see more Night Sister stuff popping up. Marin, she, she could get a comic. <laughs> Everyone gets a comic. Yeah. <laughs> I, I mean, I, I do hope that they do more miniseries. I feel like they haven't done as many of them in the past couple years as they did when Marvel first took back over Star Wars comics. Uh. I, I would not mind that at all if they just kept the variety up. And so if they are doing post-Return of the Jedi, it's nice to have the Django comic, the Mace Windu comic, and stuff like that. Ormapa and Curtis Calaward ask if we have any New Year's resolutions for 2024. Uh, I was going to focus more on the channel uh, and just what to expect going forward. I have a video coming out about what to expect, but uh, we've got some fun new series that are coming up. Uh that I, I I guess we can talk about them. It's not like they're big secrets, but yeah, we've talked about them already a little bit on Lego streams and stuff. I mean, I'm basically the big thing is while there aren't any shows on streaming shows uh, or movies or anything like huge taking over the discourse, uh, I'm gonna focus on making fewer but longer videos, like more in depth stuff. It's still for whatever reason, like it's important to me that something new comes out every day. So I'm going to focus on shorts for the daily videos, but then it'll be a lot easier for me to focus on making like nice, long, juicy Star Wars videos. Uh, and I'm going to try to do that once a week. Mm -hmm. And that'll also free up more time to cover news when it drops. Cause I feel like we haven't done that as much lately. Yeah. Just because we're so uh, swallowed up with like keeping up with everything. Mm -hmm. Um. For me, I'm excited to redo our background and resituate all of this stuff. So we're going to, these are going to look a little different. We're going to, we need to really just get a new table where we're, we're going to try to make it so we can actually look at each other while we talk. Because we already do that. <laughs> and but it's... Instead of having to turn. Yeah. Uh, just to make the Q&As feel a little more conversational. Yeah. Might also, add, it's, add I'm just like. Camera angles, maybe. Yeah. Tired of the flat thing. I'm just ready for something new. Yeah. Yeah. It's been a while. So we have some ideas for changes. Uh, there's also the silly thing that I'm looking forward to. We, I think we want to just in general have more fun uh, and, and be more experimental with some of our stuff. So something that we want to do is Cocktails of the Jedi, where we go through uh, in-universe drinks, try to recreate them, and uh, judge them based on like what we know about them in lore, like mm -hmm. what they look like, how they taste and stuff like that. Yeah. So we'll see if we can make cocktails like that. I'm excited for that. Rick Villanueva wants to know if we'll be doing any special coverage for the Phantom Menace's 25th anniversary. I'll admit I hadn't thought about it until uh, I saw Rick's question, but the answer is yes now. I marked it down. I already have some ideas. Oh, one of the series that I meant to bring up that we're going to do is just like 
the most frequently asked questions from each movie because we've been doing this for almost 10 years now and I still see like the same questions from A New Hope uh, and I, I think it'll line up that the Phantom Menace one will come out in May anyway nice. so that works out Yeah, I'm sure I'll do like everything I love about the Phantom Menace and we'll find some other stuff to do but yeah. I mean I've talked about maybe redoing our um, commentaries for the Patreon mm-hmm. It's it's been a long time since we did a commentary for the Phantom Menace, so we might re-record that uh, and have a little more fun with it. Maybe release parts of it publicly and then have the whole thing out on Patreon. Have it be video, yeah, so something like that would be fun. But yeah, May can just be. Uh, we'll have May Fourth, Star Wars Day, and then the rest of it can just be Phantom Menace Month. Mm-hmm. Paul Denuso asks the most important question here today. Uh, will Hondo make his glorious return next year? I wonder, that was Paul's emphasis <laughs> on that question, but it is important. Yes. And I do feel like it, it has become a thing. I feel like we ask this every year. Could he pop up in any series? And it's like he would almost fit in everything. This is the year. He's and you coming. know what? Now it's like they, they keep making all the aliens older and older. And at this point, I don't know how old Hondo is. <laughs> Maybe he was alive during the time of Acolyte. And we'll finally get baby Hondo. Oh. <laughs> and he's going to replace baby Yoda. Never mind. Sorry I said that. <laughs> we don't need to We don't need to go there. <laughs> but we, we could see baby Hondo in the Acolyte. But really, Skeleton Crew does seem like the most likely option. Yeah, I think that is a perfect fit for him. And you're right. We talk about this all the time like maybe this will be the year that we see we get hondo but it's just like he seems like he could fit anywhere the mandalorian yeah sure like i would love to see him interacting with din and grogu uh obi-wan kenobi yep ahsoka yep he has a relationship with so many people in the star wars universe Mm -hmm. uh i would be i do think like with Ezra coming back, he loves Ezra. Yeah. So he might get pulled into the war against the Imperial Remnant. Like I would love that. So As... it seems like maybe we need to start introducing him to people who haven't seen the cartoons. And he has history with Ahsoka. Like, to see that reunion would be awesome. I, I think he would just be a fun character to interact with just about anyone since we know there are going to be pirates in Skeleton Crew, it it seems like a good fit. Mm-hmm. But I've said that it, it he seems like a good fit for years now. He's he's a weak way, right? Yeah, we've seen plenty of them in live action, so we know it can be done. And they have a live action costume of him that they used at Galaxy's Edge. Like it exists. It's time. It's right there, Star Wars. It's right there. Just just do it. Spider-Man of Earth 1218 wants to know what non-Star Wars stuff we are excited for next year. Uh, I, I had to look up and see what is coming out next year just so I knew for myself. But the, the one thing that popped into my head first was the Avatar The Last Airbender uh, live action series. Same. Which I do think is surprising to me. We haven't seen any of the Disney live action remakes like they I don't know. They just don't interest me and i do think there's an element of that with avatar but there's something about it the trailer that came out really did pull me in i love the animated series already knowing that it's going to be 
kind of a truncated version of season one, I'm like, okay, I I can see this as a live action adaptation. It's not like the the live action Lion King that was just like a shot for shot remake. Mm-hmm. So I'm 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 very cautiously optimistic about it, but mm-hmm. the cast looks great. I was gonna say the fact that Paul Sun Hyung Lee is playing Uncle Iroh, that is reason enough to check this show out for Agreed. me. Um, and everyone else that's been cast, you know, they've slowly been releasing more and more images of of the cast, and they look so good. And I feel like this is one of those shows that if they can nail this live action version, it'll be hugely popular because the the animated show, like, it's loved by so many people it's so good like that we're re-watching it right now and i just love it but i i think that there is some value in showing like a live action eight episode season one to people who have never seen the cartoon and then they can be like oh i did really like that and then they can watch the full version of it i i think that it can hopefully bring in some new avatar fans mm-hmm. um what else i did write down deadpool 3 we, yeah. We've been feeling some MCU fatigue, but uh, I really like the Deadpool movies, and I think that this one could be wacky and fun. Yeah, I, I kind of feel like I might need to rewatch the first two, but Deadpool has always been like a really fun character for everyone. It's it's a little raunchier of a character, which is always fun, but yeah, I, I think that movie's going to be hugely popular for for some of the other cameos that might be in it um i know i wrote down i think this is coming out in 2024 uh but hades 2 the video game so i didn't play hades 1 until this year early this year and i quickly became obsessed with it so uh lucky me i only had to wait a little extra to hopefully play hades 2 um house of the dragon is coming back that's exciting. I, I really dug that show. I don't know the lore of that universe very well, but it was just like really, really good looking and all the dragon stuff was really cool. So. I was surprised at how much I liked it. I, I was kind of not super excited about it after uh, Game of Thrones, but I I got drawn back in and I it mean, had the, some really cool moments. The story was great. The fact that they were kind of jumping around different time periods and they had like different actors for some of the characters i thought that was really neat yeah there are some some characters i like a lot uh so i'm i'm interested to see more of that um dune 2 is on here which one dune 2 oh yeah yeah that's march i think Uh, i really really liked the first dune movie i'm i'm like yeah i'll see it just because i saw the first one and and it ended and i was like Okay, I mean, I guess there's more of that. <laughs> D- Dune 2 is, the, the second half of the book is where things get really crazy. Then I'm excited for that. I, I My favorite part of seeing Dune in the theater is uh, we, a bunch of our friends went and saw it, and I had read the book. Dune is huge in my friend group, and I had just read the book for the first time to keep up with all of them. And Molly had to go to the bathroom, and she was like, can I go? And I like went through the story in my mind i was like you're probably fine Mm -hmm. and she like the second she left everything started to hit the fan (laughs) i left people were dying and (laughs) i left and oscar isaac's character was like talking with 
with his wife. Yeah, and I was like, all right, this seems like a good enough time as ever. And I tried to go fast, and I came back, and everything was on fire. Ships were flying around. (laughs) Explosions were happening. I was like, oops. I was like, okay. (laughs) Then I had to catch you up on, okay, a lot just happened. Uh, But yeah. That was my own fault. I should have held it. (laughs) The second half of Dune is really, really cool. Uh, Just let you make all your noises. You bringing up uh, House of the Dragon reminds me. I don't know if Rings of Power season two is coming out this coming year or not. Uh, I liked the first season well enough. I, I like Tolkien enough that I'm just curious to see that story told in this format. Mm-hmm. Um, but I don't even know if it's going to come out this year. When is that animated movie coming? Oh, yeah. The War of the Rohirrim. Yeah. Was that That might be this year. I'm interested in that. Yeah, like too. an anime about the Rohan. Yes, sign me up. Yes, I, I don't know if that's this year or not. <laughs> like I said, someone I, will I'm, tell us in the comments. Yeah, I'm not nearly as prepared for 2024 outside of Star Wars. <laughs> like I, I was like, what is coming out next year? I don't even know. <laughs> um, you also have written down the Fallout series. Yeah, which. He- I, I felt like it kind of came out of nowhere, that announcement. And I was like, all right, I mean, the the discourse and the, and the way that the fans uh, are talking about the Halo show that came out, I, I don't know about this one. I don't, it's not the same people, but it's just like adapting a game into a show seems like risky business. <laughs> so I don't yeah. know. Well, I, I also didn't play the games. I think Fallout, from what I know about it, I have played 3 and New Vegas a bit, and like this is bringing us full circle. Like I just didn't get fully sucked into it, but I think the world and the universe is really cool and interesting, and I think it's uh, a universe that lends itself very well to just, you can tell any story here. Yeah, that's true. And it could just be about some random vault instead of 101 or whatever the other vaults are. <gasps> what if there's tunnel snakes? Well, they're in Vault 101. See, we... <laughs> I have done a tunnel snake costume. I have not played the game, but... At Dragon Con, like a long time ago, <laughs> we did a, a tunnel snakes cosplay and carried around a boombox that was playing that song and everything. I'll have to find a picture of that for you. But Tunnel snakes rule. Yeah, so that that's like the biggest thing we know about Fallout. But I think the show has potential to show us something cool and i would like to see that universe told in like a a story like that that format Mm -hmm. that's all the time we have for questions today if you want to leave a question for next week's video just put it in the comments below or sign up for patreon to join our weekly q a discussion if you haven't already please like this video subscribe to the channel follow us on twitter instagram tiktok blue sky and threads and as always thanks for watching may the force be with you and have a very happy new year